Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The first four hours were simply in a moose-bouche. I'm stuffed. I can't remember the last time I ate this much. Sure you don't want no dessert? Not for me. Yeah, I'm good. Your table is ready for Carmen in Lima's emerging podcast scene. The Baker Wars get even hotter. We're brought to you by Extend Technologies. What's up, Tone? Well, the wars, I, I, it's not so much the wars right now. It's a lot of confusion of... What is really going on with this injury? Because, of course, I feel like we've been given a lot of false false information about this injury to begin with. I have to turn my mic the way, wrong way because I'm into the microphone. And I don't like doing that. I and, like breathing right into the mic. And now everybody is just better. wondering, is is this thing going to get better? Is it going to get worse? And how how is the pain management situation? And how will it impact him actually throwing the football? So I don't. I feel like we're not getting any information. The Browns haven't really given us any information. Yeah, which is expected. Well, yeah, they're not going to give you anything. Well, in a way, I wish they would have because if Baker's going to keep playing, you know, you were the one that said two weeks ago. Well, what they've given us is simply an amuse bouche. What you said two weeks ago was that if he's out there, we're just going to judge him as if he's a normal quarterback. Exactly. But it seems like the team did the same. And that's not really helping Baker. It's not helping Baker's cause. If he's going to gut it out and he's going to risk his future, even though people are saying he can't do that. But again, I'd offer up the fact that he got another MRI and now getting a second opinion on this, it did clearly get better. He would not – it got worse. It clearly didn't get better. He would not have gotten any of this. He would not have gotten another MRI. It would have been bad. So I I don't understand that. But I also feel like if he's going to go out there – and jeopardize whatever. I mean, whatever, especially behind these tackles. Think about all the other injuries he could accrue. I mean, he's getting hit like crazy. Yeah. He didn't get touched last year no. at the end of the season. And that was a big part of the team's success, big part of why they dominated the Pittsburgh Steelers in the playoffs and why they were hanging tight with the Kansas City Chiefs in a game that could have gone either way. Yes. I, I just don't know that they're helping him in this situation because we're just going to be out there we haven't been told anything by the team about how serious this injury is. I haven't told anything. I have no idea. I wish I did know. Uh, I don't know. It sucks. It sucks that we're in this position. I, I I, would say it's closer to what tone you think that he'd say he'd either be out a week or the rest of the year. Like, I don't I, I don't know. Do they do they like, all right, well, we're going to leave him out this week. We'll reevaluate and we'll probably see him against Pittsburgh or it's like, yeah, he's out for the rest of the year. Because then it would turn into a surgery situation, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, I mean, that's as difficult as it gets. That's as ugly as it gets. That's tough. Um, 
You know, if it goes this way, right off the top of my head, I'm thinking that it changes all our conversation. I think that a lot of the Baker people will have to batten down the hatches and weather the storm and all the other things that you could say to that. But I think it's easier, though, because then there's less. If you are a true Baker person, you can go, listen, he battled through this. He's obviously was playing hurt. It obviously affected him more than what we wanted it to be. Because I, I have to feel if you're playing hurt through any amount of pain, it's going to affect you. And I, I still think it affects his body more than it affects some of the other quarterbacks' bodies because he's not, he's just not the size of Josh Allen. Josh Allen's had to play with injuries. Josh Allen, I mean, people, I think it was Josh Allen last year who hurt his labrum. And people were looking at Josh Allen and using that as an example. And I'm thinking, that's a great example. He's 6'4", 6'5". It's different with his body. He can get away with a couple of, and, and he has, he's had mechanical issues. He's been a guy who can get away with some of the mechanical issues because of injury. Baker, because of the way the game is played, it's got to be played vertically. It's harder for him to do it. Now, he did, before the injury, the re-injury, load up and throw it 60-some yards into the end zone. We've never worried about his no, arm strength. His arm strength but it's going to affect his accuracy because it's not just being able to throw the ball and make hard throws. It's about being able to make tight throws. And if, he's, if his release point because of the injury is way out here, I know people can't see this, but just go with me in your imagination – way out here instead of the slot where it's supposed to be, you're going to be in trouble. And that's going to put him in even more trouble. And and you brought it up yourself, and I think there's something to be said. I wonder if he's pressing a little bit to not throw interceptions. I think he knows the stat line, and I do think he pays way too much attention to idiots like media, myself included. I'm a media dummy just like everybody else. I think he pays too much of attention to that and not enough to the actual brass tax of it. Because I don't think Andrew Barry is paying attention to what – to what anything Anthony Lima or Ken Carmen or Adam the Adam the Bull or Dustin the Fox or anything like that have to say about Baker Mayfield. He, he will decide what is right, what is just, what is a decent contract, commiserate with the way other quarterbacks are around the league. But I don't think Andrew Barry is sitting there turning into tuning into sports talk radio and wondering what is going to be paid to Baker Mayfield. And I just don't know why Baker Mayfield, who clearly cares about that type of thing, cares about that type of thing, when his bosses don't. His bosses don't. Do you think Andrew listens to us at all? No. No. In, in any no. seriousness, no. No, I the think the same thing with Kevin. The same thing with all of them. They don't listen to this. No. No, I don't think they or do. Or Cowherd or anybody else. They don't care. I I think ownership can sometimes get swayed by fans. I do think sometimes that is different. Sometimes that happens. But I do think that I think that this is Jimmy Haslam's best shot. Things have gone well. So I don't think there's a reason for Jimmy Haslam to jump in, and I still would say that there's no reason for Jimmy Haslam to jump in. So I don't think Jimmy Haslam is is inclined to jump in and then listen to media interaction, hmm. to listen to any of us and have anything to say. Does that make any sense to you? Yeah, it does. No reason to jump in and start rocking boats there, because it's still every every there's there's teams that we consider to be great big battleships that you can pop in and they're, you're not going to make any waves. They're really the NFL is a series of bass boats. So you jump in at the wrong end, you're going to have a little bit of trouble here. I'm just fascinated if we're if we're just talking big picture because I know most of this has been smaller picture stuff with Baker, and rightfully so. I mean, they got a game to win on Thursday. If you lose, you fall below 500. You're dead last in the division. I thought that was a good ass analogy. You gave me nothing, but go ahead. Let's, I just don't know anything about bass boats. Well, they're fiberglass. Uh, they can be aluminum. They're just smaller than big battleships, obviously. Okay. Like I think that people think of the and that's the Patriots me who's been raised in a long line of shipbuilders of shipbuilders yes. in my family. But like you look at a great big schooner, a great big pirate ship, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, you would consider that like what the Bills or not the Bills, the uh, the Patriots, uh, Buccaneers, quite literally. Um, but that's what you would consider those franchises. The Steelers a little bit, but the Browns have been. I mean, the Browns at one time have been a canoe, um, mm-hmm. maybe a raft, if you will, going down the Mississippi. Uh, but right now, you would you would say that honestly, most teams are bass boats, and that if 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 your weight's distributed at the wrong time and a big rogue wave comes in, oh, there's going to be a little bit of a problem there. Mm-hmm. Better have your life jackets on. Go ahead. You were going to say something. What does this season, the rest of the way, and his health do, if anything, if anything at all, due to a pending contract that the team, the pending contract that the team might have been interested in giving him? Uh... Because they did not offer him a contract before the season, the way that uh, a few of the other teams had. I don't, I don't know. I don't know in terms of much because I think that if he would have done exceedingly well, he was going to get paid. Uh, if he would have done, like if he if he were to be what he was last year and they were to get to where they did last year, he's going to get paid. Or they might still wait another year. Probably they might still wait another year. Now they're just going to wait another year. If if he's out, they're just going to wait another year and they'll get the, they'll they'll use the fifth year option. Like this is not. We have to reiterate. We have to keep reiterating because Josh Allen's been signed. So we keep thinking, like, now's the time. Like, Lamar Jackson, they'll they'll sign him eventually. I know he's acting as his own agent, his own counsel, but they'll sign him. You have the fifth-year option there for a reason. And he does not need to be signed right now. So this is probably going to carry on for a while here, too. It's tough to say, but it's true. Yeah. There's, yeah. there's just going to be... This is where I get so nervous about him and his, pay, his and how much he pays attention to media. There are going to be wild rumors that come out. If this team still has Odell Beckham Jr., if this team has still got its its main core of offensive linemen, it still has Kevin Stefanski, which it should. It should have the offensive linemen as well. If it still has Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, which it should, even though I, I got to find out more about Kareem Hunt's contract. But say you got more, you got you still have the same amount of of, of these type of players. I know David Njoku is going to be up, but you still have Austin Hooper, you know Harrison Bryant's whatever. Genevieve Clowney would be probably be gone. Uh, Ronnie Harrison is up for grabs. Uh, Denzel Ward is up for a contract. Uh, there's an option Wyatt with Teller. him though. Wyatt Teller is up for a contract. Uh, you know JOK is a rookie. Greg uh, Newsom is a rookie. Gray, Grant Delpit is just getting his feet wet. Miles Garrett's obviously sewn up for a long time. Uh, there's there's probably going to have a lot of the same type of players that a lot of people are going to be excited about. So if you have the same type of players, I think some people might look at destinations for some of these other teams. And depending on the success of the football team, if the Browns are a bad team over the next month, if Baker Mayfield's out, say they just can't do it because of the injuries. It's not just that Baker's out. It's that there are injuries in this team. If there's injuries and say the Browns lose, say it turns two in a row, turns into four in a row, there's going to be people who start to pay attention to Dane Brugler, who pay attention to some of the other draft people, and they're not just going to be looking at wide receivers. They're not just going to be looking at other pictures. Like there was one, I did see something yesterday. Oh, gosh, what's the kid out of USC? I can't think of him right now. He's a burner. It starts with a D. It's right out of the top of my head. I forget, but I was it was mentioned yesterday uh, in an article that I was reading about. the about Because like, you always got to pay attention to 2022. Either way, they had the Browns looking at wide receivers there. Uh they're going to look at other positions and certain, and they will look at quarterbacks. People are going to watch the SEC. They're going to see Matt Corral 
over the final month of the season. Now, he's he's to college football fans, he's well known. Uh, to college football fans, Kenny Pickett from Pitt is known. He's had a great year. And he, they do not have a running game at Pitt. They, it is all Kenny Pickett. And I think that he's been a guy who's been very mature. Like, I know he does hits on 93.7. He's paid on 93.7, if I'm not mistaken, or he's sponsored to do that stuff over there. So he's been very mature uh, with the Pitt media. Uh, which is something to pay attention to, but I think people start to pay attention to that type of thing, and then people start to get wild ideas. Baker is still going to be the quarterback of this football team because I think that's the most realistic, easiest route to common sense. He's the guy that was drafted. Now, Andrew Barry, I know, wasn't the one who made the decision, but he was here while he was there. And the other ones are just the great unknown. It's not a great draft class. It's not a great draft class. Uh, Kenny Pickett and... You know, Matt Corral seemed to be nice, but there's a lot of there's a lot of duds in this draft class, and I don't want to oversize any of the duds because of how good last year's draft class was. And it's a draft class. And I brought up the 2020 49ers for a good reason. They decided to go in that direction, but that was during a really good draft class, and they fell in love with Trey Lance. I don't see that type of thing happening here in realism. Then there's going to be Russell. There's going to be Deshaun. We cannot avoid that conversation. It's going to happen. Russell, Deshaun, Aaron Rodgers. Would you throw another quarterback in that mix at all? Am I forgetting anybody? I got three right there. Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan. Could be four. Available. Uh, Matt Ryan would be a possibility. Then you would go down that road and try to talk yourself into something like that. Would they be willing to squeeze the trigger on that? I'm not sure. Uh, I think that'd be a very tough thing to do. Boy, they're and, gonna they're gonna have tough conversations. But but these are conversations that I'm sorry you can't get mad at us. I know we're in the media. I would say Baker Mayfield, your starter in 2022. Lima, would you say the same? Maybe. I think in so, realism. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah but, most likely. But there will be a day where we have a show about Aaron Rodgers. There will be a day we have a show about Matt Ryan. We have to. It's just our job. And so you might be frustrated, but at the common of it, the common sense of it is that unless our information changes from between October 19th and whenever that were to happen, Baker Mayfield's going to be your guy. The law, I made this a short, I made this short story a long story. Can Baker handle that? Can Baker handle that conversation? He is so moved by media. He is so moved by fans. He cannot allow that to happen. This is the news cycle. We live off rumors. We die off rumors. You cannot let that eat you up because you're going to be, if you get the surgery, your arm's going to be in a sling. You're going to be standing on that sideline. And if things are good, with Case Keenum, you're going to have to stand there and listen to those cheers. If things are bad with Case Keenum, it's going to make you feel better personally there, but there's going to be other conversations going on. You have to be mature and confident in yourself. And, and you can These be are a things I've worried about with him. And you can be a great team player. You can be great. You saw him when uh, Kareem Hunt was walking off the field. Baker was right over there walking off with him. The teammates love him, but yeah. you're right. The difference between I'm the guy – and, oh, someone else is holding down this spot now, and the fortunes of this team rest with him and not me, that's got to be tough when you're the guy in the commercials, in the progressive spots. They've got a oh, whole yeah. campaign built around you. This whole city, we were talking about whether or not he's going to get the next mural on the yep. side of the Sherwin-Williams building. That was me. I said that. that. But, but that's got to be tough knowing that you are the guy, the team. Right. Even though they hadn't offered you a contract, he was the guy. You knew that he wasn't going anywhere for a while. And I think that's really tough. Go ahead. You were going to say and something. It's just, it's just brutal, but it's what can happen in this league at any time, obviously. And, you know, we hope 
all the throw out the cliches. We hope that everybody's better for it, but it's not what anybody wanted. We're six <laughs> games in. You have guys like Dan Orlovsky, guys like Adam the Bull, Dustin Fox, Anthony Lima saying biggest disappointment. They ripped you off. <laughs> Give yourself credit. I do think Dan Orlovsky found your tweet and decided to make it a show. Yeah, probably. But, but you know, and I've had time to think about it, too. Does he follow, like, Dustin or anything? Yeah, he follows Dustin. Did Dustin quote tweet you yes, or did. retweet you? Yes, he did. Let's be honest. You know <laughs> what he did. You know what he did. But, but you know, it's crazy how different this is if they just... Because he wasn't talking about Baker Mayfield's hose again. If they just... That was so bizarre. If they just hold on and win and get the call and all that stuff, blah, 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 against the Chargers, instead you're 4-2. Four and two. Lord. And, yeah, you're still worried about this. This is yep. still a huge concern, yep. obviously. Yep. Um, maybe something we all collectively missed the first, the first time. I know he had the terrible game, the god-awful game uh, when he had that injury. But we were all told, oh, it'll be fine. It's just pain management. And they came out the next game and was was on fire. And I mean, pe- he was played pretty well. And, and for the good, uh, let's go with the good. Say Baker comes back in 2020. Say if he's out. Baker comes back in 2022. He's good. You're laughing. I know this sucks. It, it's delaying the it's it's delaying gratification, but you're laughing. Uh, you'll probably naturally lose games. You'll probably naturally play. You'll probably play a third or a fourth place schedule. Uh, you'll be happier in that case. It'll make things easier for your football team. Uh, you'll have a higher draft pick naturally, more than likely, and then you know you got a good football team coming back. We can give Stefanski a little bit of a break. See if he can. Uh, he's still trying to win, and people are still going to call in on a Sunday and be pretty, pretty pissed off if something bad happens. I'm not saying that it's not a Browns vacation altogether, but there's a little bit of, all right, this sucks, but let's let's take a breath here and let's see where this goes here mm. instead of what we were gearing up for, which was going to be an every week type of thing. There's also let me play out the bad case scenario here okay. for you. Now, I got to see what the next draft class would be. <laughs> oh, boy. Let's go worst case scenario. Oh, boy. Say he comes back in 2022 and he's poop. And we got no more excuses for him. He's just not it. This is year five. We can't do this anymore, you guys. Like, maybe that's it. There is bound to be one of these QBs in this class in 2022's draft class who's going to end up being pretty good. There's bound to be a bunch of duds, but we'll overdraft them because that's what we do in the NFL. You could dodge yourself a tremendous bullet. Somebody out there is going to end up rising to the cream of the crop in 2023. Worst case scenario, you never have to pay them. Worst case scenario, you didn't pay a huge sum. You didn't go down Carson Wentz Avenue or down about Jared Goff Drive. You didn't do any of that stuff. So while it sucks, it would it would suck to redo this because then we're talking about Stefanski's job then, then we're talking about Andrew Barry's job then because that's the natural order of things. Mm-hmm. It would still be, well, we didn't pay him and we could still go out and try to get another guy if he weren't to work out. So I don't, I don't want it to go to that level. I just have to think of every single possible option of what could happen. That is the nuclear option. That is the that is the down the line nuclear. Well, the nuclear option would be to to call up the Houston Texans right now and to just throw everything at the Houston Texans for a guy who's really not even eligible to play and maybe by a court of law might not be able to play. That would be the nuclear option. This is the realistic, more long term thing. Hopefully, it doesn't go that way. Hopefully, he's able to play against the Pittsburgh Steelers and away he goes for the rest of the year and everything's fine. Or hopefully, he'll be good to go in 2022 and we're all laughing about this in uh, December of 2022. Do you have a gut 
and what kind of news we're going to get today. It's crazy. Yesterday at this time, I didn't think this was even in play. And then I saw a lot of speculation that I don't know why it would matter. Most of it, to be honest. It's my a- gut feeling says we're going to miss him for, for Thursday and he's going to try to come back okay. on Sunday. That's okay. my gut. The following Sunday, 10 days yeah. away. Yeah. I think that he's going to fight this surgery kicking and screaming. Yeah. I think that he – you're going to hate this. I think he feels he needs to be basically incapacitated to play. Is that a, his DNA? Is it to an, not play. Is it an insecurity about the All team and a contract? Both. Those things are mixed together. That's it. His DNA, his DNA is based on insecurity. He's a walk-on. His DNA is based on insecurity, yeah. based on somebody trying to take something away from him. That's, again, that's why he feeds into the media. He's got to understand, though, the media always wins. That's what I don't like. That, that, that's one of the part of the reasons. I'm like, you got to get it. We always win. If you win the Super Bowl, I, 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 did I not say this in 2019? If Baker and the Browns win the Super Bowl, guys don't stop doing radio shows. They don't stop going after you. It doesn't Certainly happen. Certainly didn't happen for Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> you think, you, you, does he think that Colin Cabot or Colin Cabot, Colin Cowart, well, okay, Baker won the Super Bowl. That's it. I go away now. That's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. He's going to do his show as long as he wants to. And he's going to be critical. The only guy that officially won forever, I think, is Tom Brady. Even LeBron didn't win. LeBron has a ton of guys that still hate him in the media. Yes. Yes. And the only you're right. The only guy who really actually won it all was Tom Brady. He's the only one because he won so so many times. And then the only debate you could have on Tom was, was it Tom or Bill? And then he leaves and wins Super Bowl immediately. Now that's it. Now that's it. So there's nothing. There's nothing. Even the Deflategate people are like – all right, he's winning now. If you he's win, a, if you win a Super Bowl, you will still be criticized. You, there's no win, there's no game against the media. It's the media. We we are entertainment. That's all we are. I'm a carnival barker, and the same as you, the same as everybody. And so I, I I really wish you'd understand that because, you know, quarterbacks, other quarterbacks in the league, defenses, his leadership. The organization, that's real. That is real stuff that he can either control or 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 manipulate or any of that stuff. What we say, that can't happen. That can't change. So that doesn't matter. But his whole – you asked it. Is it DNA? What else did you ask? Insecurity. It, his DNA, again, is insecurity. So before, when he's in college, he's able to use that as fuel, and he's better than everybody else in college, and he's able to prove it. In the NFL, we're seeing, yes, it's a different animal. And you're better than most. He's better than most. He's, I think, ten between 10 and 17 on any given day. All right? Mm-hmm. Or even up to, depending on the day. Yeah, when we, he's on. When he's against, when he was taking on the Cincinnati Bengals, I mean, that's that's number five, number four in that, in that game. He can be extremely good at times. So can Derek Carr. So can uh, you know? So can uh, Cousins, so can so can Cousins Matt Stafford. So can Kirk Cousins. So can Jimmy Garoppolo. It's that much harder. And these are guys. Matt Stafford could go to a Super Bowl this year. Jimmy Garoppolo's been to a Super Bowl. Derek Carr was went to the playoffs. And who knows what Derek Carr would have done if he wouldn't have broke his leg that year? Like, there's you can win. You can be competitive. And it's not to be well. You shouldn't stop trying to be elite. Always try to be elite. Just stop caring about what fans. Seriously. Stop caring about what fans on Twitter and and people on in the media say. Because that, that's it's just going to eat you up. You're, we're never going to stop having conversations about you. You're so polarizing. It's never going to end. It's never going to end. 
Unless you win Tom Brady amounts to Super Bowls, then maybe it'll end. Even then. We'll just call you the LeBron to Michael Jordan. And you'll hate that too. We're brought to you by Extend Technologies, X-T-E-N-D-A-V.com. Boy, this is weird. I had that, like, crud going on because of my kid's croup. And now it's, like, up in my head because of, like, the, the weather last night. Like, it did. It got down to 37. And so now it's, you like. You leave the windows open, did you? Oh, Liz was hot, so she cracked the window. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. But now my, like, right ear. Like, I'm not, like, sick, but my right ear's like, uh, it's. So well, it's, that, it's that time of the year, Kenny. It really is. Uh, so I, I, uh, I wanted to play this for you because uh, I know you love college football, right? I do. Uh, this is Brett Bielema talking about basically running off his players at the University of Illinois. Let's hear it. I just know this. As a head coach, you're only as good as your roster, right? I kind of learned that the first time I went to Kentucky Derby, right? Nobody was betting on the jockeys. Everybody was betting on the horses, right? So um, to win a derby, you got to have the right horse. And, and um, I think our players uh, are, are going to be a reflection of what our program stands for. And, and um you know, I, I stood at the front of the room last year when I took over and said everybody is invited back because of COVID. They gave me the opportunity to do that. But as this roster continues to transition, um, I've got to make tough decisions. Players have to make decisions. Um, and, and uh, you know, the, the roster is going to have to change to get to where we want to be to win a championship. So I recognize that probably uh, midway through the spring last year, through the summer, um, just certain positions haven't uh, uh, maybe played out the way they envisioned them to. Um, in particular, the offensive line. I don't believe we have a player in the two deep um, uh, that that they've recruited here over the last three years that is really significantly doing anything for us uh, in the playing department. And that's a, that's a major concern, right? So uh, that's something that we have to do. Um, uh, top two quarterbacks that have played to this point are both transfers, right? Um, so there hasn't been any development uh, at that position that that uh, is significantly playing right now. Um, Isaiah was that guy, but he's obviously playing a wider position, wide receiver position, and do so. Defensively, we knew there was going to be an evolution just kind of on the style of defense that we played. Uh, we got to definitely get a lot of uh, bigger bodies, I believe, up front to get what we want to get done to play in this league at a, at a consistent level. So uh, there's, there's things that we're uh, definitely evolving every day. And as a head coach, I think I have to prioritize my recruiting. So there's, there's Brett Bielema. And my buddy from college, Chris Kuhn, got in on it. And he was he couldn't believe just how open that was. Like, ah, oh, that's got to be a killer. And I wasn't defending Brett Bielema because I was shocked he would say, like, I mean, you look at our two deep, none of these guys have contributed. I'm like, holy cow. They buried him. This is a burial here. But I wasn't surprised. And then it turned into, like, cool Trav, who I don't maybe just wanted to start a, start an argument with me, who who's very nice. He sent a very nice email. Golfed with him once. Yeah. Uh, just, it was like, well, you got to have some cachet to do this. I go, no, there's, there's plenty of guys who don't have any cachet whatsoever who run their players off their teams. I think this is done in it. This is the ugly side of college football. This is the ugly side of college sports is that when you take over a program, there are plenty of guys who run their players right off their team because they're not coaches believe in their system. They believe in what they're doing beyond a shadow of a doubt. They believe in what they're doing. And if you're not Part of that, remember, they were brought in to fix a problem, right? Mm-hmm. And they were brought in to make that situation better. If if you're not going to be a part of them fixing that problem, then they're going to move on from you. That's the way they feel about Boy, it. That honesty reminded me of Urban Meyer when he came in as the Buckeyes head coach, and they did all the niceties about Jim Tressel and what a what a 
grand step forward yeah. that Trestle made, and then what do you do after that? Even though Fickle was there, but Fickle was that bridge and was an extension of Trestle. Got rid of a lot of what, stuff. What, what did he basically say? We're, we're not fast enough. Yep. We're not good enough. We, our strength and conditioning is a joke. We need, to, we need to do this. And no matter who the ex-coach would have been, it could have been Dabo Sweeney. If Urban Meyer is following you, could have been Nick Saban. He's going to say all the nice things, but in reality, he's going to go, it's not how I do this. Yep. It's not how I do this at all. Yep. So it does not surprise me. Maybe it does surprise me a little bit that he was so vocal about it, but he's probably figuring, hey, I'm at, I'm at Illinois. I'm at Illinois. These guys coveted me. I was a failure at my last stop, and they he still was. wanted me. Yeah. They still wanted me, so I've got the cachet that I can come in here and do this. Illinois is such a weird place. Like, and it's, not, it's just not a football program. It just isn't. It's You're a right. basketball school in the middle of nowhere. It really is hard to get guys there, even though if it's close proximity uh, to places like Chicago. Um, well, someone brought up its fertile its fertile recruiting ground, and I I said it is, but there's it's yeah. hard to explain. You could probably explain it better than I do. Like athletes in Cleveland, they play football. I would be willing to think athletes in Chicago play basketball. It's basketball. Absolutely, yeah. that's first and foremost. Yeah. So I mean, I, I know LeBron James is from Northeast Ohio, and and, and Greg Newsom is from Chicago, mm-hmm. Illinois. I get that, but there's obviously crossover. But most no, of the but great kids, athletes kids, pick football here. Kids learn, in most cases, they learn how to do things the right way here in football, very early on, and it's it's why they're coveted in yeah. many ways. Like the the athletes in the South, the athletes in the South get to play year round. And that's why they're coveted so much, and that's why there's always more speed down yeah. there. It is it is an axiom people were sick and tired of hearing about up here. But they will tell you that they always say, "Hey, you know what? It's it's kind of hard. It's kind of hard up here to play football year round. It's kind of hard. A bunch of these kids are they're inside yep. for four or five months. Guess what happens when we get them in the in in the NFL or in college? If we get them in college, we get them year round. Yeah." They can make a leap with us, while those kids down south they may they may already be at their. Obviously, I'm generalizing. Yeah, but of you do hear them talk like this about how a lot of this stuff works. But I, I didn't mean to like. I know a lot of people don't like Brett Bielema, and I really don't care about Brett Bielema to be frank. But I'm will. I'd be willing to give him a chance if I was Illinois. It's just the problem with Illinois. I think is that like people. How far away is Champaign from Illinois? Two hours. It's two hours, yeah. so it's basically Columbus to Cleveland, yeah. right? Have you been to Champaign? I have. Is it big? Is it is no, it just a college town out in the middle of nowhere? Believe me. That's Who are you texting over there? What are you smiling about? I'm, I'm watching a Ric Flair video. Oh, okay. It's a, oh, that got sent to us? Yeah. It's about t- me and you in Little Italy. It's a tough sell. It's a tough sell. Look, if you're from Chicago and you're a five-star, four-star, three-star guy, would you rather go to Wisconsin, Notre Dame? If you're a five-star, you're getting recruited by Ohio State. Would you rather go to one of those places or go to Illinois? You're going to one of those places. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be very hard to recruit there, and I think people just see the name Illinois and they associate Chicago with it. And, like, there's been a lot of coaches said, man, that's a tougher job than people make it out to be. It's it's out in the middle of nowhere. You're getting a lot of corn-fed guys to try mm-hmm. to get there. Like, you're getting Springfield, Illinois, to hopefully go there. You're getting down the you know the, the bottom tips and all that stuff. But Chicagoland is is in a different area, is is a totally different part of the state altogether, and so I think that that a lot of people just confuse it like that. 
But what Brett Bielema is doing, I think Brett Bielema is giving you an open look into exactly what a college football coach does. Like Mike Norvell at Florida State, I follow a lot of that stuff. You know, I got my buddy down there. And he's cleaning house. This team, I mean, they got athletes. They already had athletes. It's like, why am I playing these athletes if I'm still going to lose to Jacksonville State? I'm going to play my guys, get these guys, because they don't fit the culture, and I ain't winning games with them anyway. And I'm going to get my thing going in the right – because I got a little bit of time. I'm going to get this thing going in my direction. We're going to play for 2022. Not to mention, now these coaches have even more carte blanche to do what they want to do because – Finally, players can do what they want to do. Yeah. And so coaches are like, well, they can leave anytime they want. Exactly. They're not penalized. They can actually go across the street. They can play in our conference. They could be playing us week one next year. So I'm not going to feel bad about letting a guy go. Maybe I'll make a call for him. They'll help him out. They do that. You know, you won't really hear a lot of that stuff. But then once you're gone, you're out of sight, out of mind. That's how it works. Double A Big Country, thank you guys very much for getting that audio. Hey, real quick, uh, what do you think they ought to be uh, – who do you think could take the LSU job? So I saw one list today that did not involve your friend and my, Matt Campbell. I don't think – I know, I just didn't I, see t- it. Quick time out. And, but his name wasn't even on the list when he's been on every other list. Who was – do you know who, who prepared the list? Uh, we get the emails. One of those email lists. Oh, was an odds maker, you're saying? Yeah. Oh, okay. Wasn't even on the – you can't bet on him. His name's not one of those you can bet on. And I just thought he would be on every list no matter what. He's mentioned for every job. I – I just don't think it's the right type of fit. I think you have to just – I don't know. It's weird. I think that this copier could recruit at, at LSU. It's LSU. Yeah. But the culture there, it is – you just saw it. It's it's win now, and you must keep winning. Oh, it's crazy down there. And I, I think that there's an image that – and this is extremely arrogant but true. I think he has an image of how he wants to build the program and how he wants to build, build, underscore, build a program. I think that a lot of people in LSU want hot shot. I think that a lot of people – I just don't think it's a fit. Um, it's 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 the deep south. You know, Matt's a northern guy. Um, Although Les Miles did work there. Just, yeah, he did. But, but, but he you're came right. from Oklahoma State. Yes, yes. Exactly. You know, he was already – You got a you know, taste in, of it. Yeah, that is the Big 12. That is the Big 12, and I understand the same conference. But I just don't know if it would be the same type of fit. And I think, you know, Les Miles obviously different from Matt in a lot of regards – I just don't know. I'd be surprised if he took that job. I'd, obviously, we'd be, we'd support him. I, I can't say. I'd, I assume you would, too. I'd support him in that job, and I would definitely go to a game at Death Valley. But I just don't know if that would be the type of job he would take. Mm-hmm. I think if, if we're talking frankly about this, I could see him again going to the NFL because I think that he would get a chance to roll up his sleeves and just coach football and really build what he wants to build or you know not build what he wants to build, whatever it might be. Or I think that, you know, the the Alabamas, the LSUs, the Georgias, the Ohio States, I don't know if that's necessarily his speed. Like if James Franklin went to to LSU or USC, I could see him doing that. It's Pennsylvania. It's not that far away from here. Uh, It's just on the other side of – just on the other side of Altoona. I mean, we've been to State College a bunch. I've been to State College a bunch of I've times. Um, I think that he would really like to be at a place like that or just stay at Iowa State. Or USC might be a little bit of an entry because they might give him a little bit of time. But still, it's Hollywood. And, I, you know, eventually they run out. They say they have patience. They run out of it very quick. They want to have patience at USC. It's such a bizarre place, a bizarre program. It's 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 huge city. And they're there, and it's weird because in most of the college cities, it's the only game in town. Yeah. 
Um, and in Columbus, by the way, Columbus has, has gotten big. It's gotten a lot bigger. There's a lot more to do there. It's not yeah. the cow town that it was 25 years ago. Uh, there's a ton of stuff to do there, but football is still everything. Football is not everything at USC. It's very easy to get distracted. I also think Matt does a good job of trying to make it about his players. We do a good job of making it about Matt. He does a good job of making it about his players. Mm-hmm. Uh, he doesn't really like to take a lot of of praise. Uh, he gets uncomfortable with that type of thing, as we know. Uh, he could do that stuff behind the scenes. Yeah, you can do that. Have stuff other people do it yeah. for you. But his, but he tries to make it like it's all Brees Hall, it's all Brock Purdy, it's all that type of thing. It was all David Montgomery before that. Uh, LSU, could you see Billy Napier going there from Louisiana? Mm. Boy, they just laid it on. Yeah, yeah, I saw it. App State I last week. Could you see? Uh, could see? Could you see Lane going there? I would love it just for the story. The story'd be amazing. I, I'm entertained by Lane Kiffin. I'm really entertained by Lane Kiffin. I think he's a hoot. I I think that he's he gets the internet. He gets it. fun on it. I I like guys who you know. It, it kind of reminds me a little bit of uh, Steve Spurrier, like Steve Spurrier used to do. I can't spell citrus without yeah. UT and Free Shoes <laughs> University and all that stuff. Like I I like that about. I know Lane Kiffin is probably a snake in every single way, but it, you know what? He doesn't bother me. I'm no. entertained by him. No, so that's okay. Uh could you see James Franklin going down there? I just think USC seems like it is the all-time collision course. Joe Brady. Hmm. I mean, it'd be great. Does he get Joe Burrow with him? Yeah. P.J. Fleck. I don't think Fleck has done enough now. I think they'd be like, he couldn't get it done there, and now he's going to get it done here. Can you row the boat at USC, yeah. or do you have to leave that back in Minnesota? Yeah. You know, I know you can bring your own thing. Like Urban Meyer, like there was the whole – the untold culture of Urban Meyer where a lot of that was Urban Meyer did his own thing. Like we talked about mm-hmm. a former player finding Illibuck in the in the dumpster and taking it out of there, <laughs> which is unreal to me. But from the outset, it looked like, hey, this is Ohio State. This is the tradition. I don't know if you can take row the boat with you down to LSU. Right. Plus, it's 95 degrees in September. Are you wearing a, Are you wearing a tie with a sweater? If you're P.J. Fleck down there – at LSU? You know what's cool about Fleck? I have DM'd him. He responds. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he will. He he thinks. You know why? <laughs> yeah. He thinks. He looks at me and goes, eh, that guy someday might be somewhere bigger. Just in case. I'm, I might I might want to oh, be yeah. nice to him. He'll press like the Like he's flesh. playing the game. Oh, that's why I got so pissed off at the one guy. I'm, I'm not going to mention who it is. There's actually a local coach who wouldn't answer the text to come on the show. Oh, yeah. that's. And I go, where do you get the balls to do something like that over here? I go, I, Judas Priest. I go. We had Dabo Sweeney answer in our yes. text two years ago. Yeah, yeah and you're you're, right. you have the stones to say you're you're not even respond. Like I I I, I gotta admit, I kind of got a little bit pissed off. I didn't kind of get a little pissed off about that. I got really pissed off about that. I go. You're a coach at at a mid major college mm-hmm. football program, and you really are gonna do this when we got Dabo Sweeney, who's willing to come on, and you just mentioned PJ Fleck mm-hmm. and Matt Campbell and all these other people who wanted to come on the show, and really, I can't even get a response. Not even to go bleep yourself. Okay. A little bit pissed off about that. Got to admit. Any other names you're interested in? Or are you done with the with, done with the conversation? Yeah, I think uh, I think uh, we're done. Okay. Xtendav.com. That's xtendav.com. Well, we're gonna come in tomorrow, and it's either gonna go. It's either gonna be a sigh of relief day. Do we want to do here we go again? Do we want to go Super Bowl, Super Browns? So we get good news on Baker. 
Are you willing to go there? Uh, yeah. Okay. Boy, that sounded just great for everybody, didn't it? Oh boy. Um. Okay. No, no, no. I'm not getting any text. I'm just looking at something here. Okay. Um. All good. Uh. Let's go. Do you want to say Super Bowl, Super Browns with all those other injuries? I know. Though? It's really tough, and this is not going to be uh, – should we do a better job of explaining to people that this is not going to be an easy game? Mm, yes. Okay. Yes. I mean, they should know, right? Because of the injuries. Yeah, because yeah. of the injuries. That That's not very good. So we'll do that. All right, we back on Thursday with this? Uh, yes. Yes, we'll have another one. All right. Let's see what we got here. Let's see. Okay, I'm, there's some news that's like kind of breaking now as I'm trying to wrap things up. All right, let's see if we get anything from Daryl. Okay, let's end the podcast. If you guys are listening live, go back over to Baskin and Phelps, okay? Thank you very much for listening. Go back over to Baskin and Phelps, and we'll talk to you on the podcast on Thursday. We'll talk to you on Wednesday morning. We're brought to you by the fine folks at Extend Technologies. Listen for all the breaking news, 92.3thefan, 92.3thefan.com. The Odyssey app. Again, thank you very much. Go on back over to Basket and Phelps and then listen to Bull and Fox and Chico later on. Take care, everyone. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.